shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. Today, we've got a guest who's really going to steal the show. Welcome, Cole Porter. That's right. I just said that. I'm a dad, Cole. Welcome, Cole Porter of Porter Steel Company. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. Cole is a good friend of mine. We uh, participate in a program together, Gwinnett, Leadership Gwinnett. Was that two years ago? It was. We finished in 2022. By yep. 2022. My goodness. Shout out to the best Leadership Gwinnett class ever. If <laughs> you know, you ever. know. Best yep. class ever. <laughs> uh, and Cole owns Porter Steel Company. Porter Steel Inc. Yep. Porter Steel Inc. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, you can't see me, but I'm wearing my new Porter Steel Inc. hat, which I feel like looks pretty cool. Bill, do you think it looks cool? So cool. I'm pumped about it. Uh, so tell the audience a little bit about Porter Steel. What do you do? Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, my dad started Porter Steel in 1983, and we have historically done uh, construction projects, uh, mostly in Atlanta historically, but um, in recent years we've expanded throughout the southeast. Um, but we do we do a lot. Um, so if there are steel needs on a construction project, uh, more than likely we can do it. Uh, we don't do super large structural as far as like like massive warehouses or um, really large stadiums, things like that. But we do um, we call it light structural, but you know it's still big stuff. Whether it's four story medical office buildings, private school additions, uh, city center things, and then our big focus is miscellaneous metals, so stairs, mm. rails, the things that help people use a property um, as you know, in comparison to the structure that holds it up. So, right. and then we do lots of architectural metals as well. So stainless, aluminum, glass rails, the things that are pretty that people like to look at. So. All right. So <laughs> an architectural metal mm-hmm. is the use of metal in, in, our, in, our, in architectural artistic way. It's to add a, a beautiful element to the structure. Sure. Yep. Versus structural, which would be to hold it up. Right. So structural is holding it up. Um, so columns, beams, if you removed a piece, you might want to get people out of it, right? <laughs> Um, whereas miscellaneous is the, the rails, the stairs, the things that help people be safe or use the property effectively. Um, and then the architectural could be structural or miscellaneous, but it's something exposed as a part of the design elements to show people. Almost all stairs and rails are a part of architectural, but now more and more common, there's something called structurally, um, or sorry, architecturally exposed structural steel. Mm. And then that's um, where the people, the architect wants you to see the structural elements as part of the design. I like so, it. Yeah. Two for one. Yeah. Design, <laughs> pretty, and holds the building up. Yeah. Can't beat it. That's what you want. <laughs> How much of this uh, do you like prefabricate at your shop and truck over versus you're actually like making it there on site? Yeah, so almost everything is fabricated in our shop first, and then it's installed or erected in the field. So there's always um, the likelihood that there's some kind of modification in the field, uh, especially when it comes to rails, like getting them to join properly in like a challenging condition. But a perfect job would be that everything's fabricated at the shop, and then it ships out to the job site, and then it's put up by our people. So That's a lot of stuff that goes into that. You got to 
make sure the the measurements have to be very important. Yes. The, well, the plan is very important. The, the plan. The drawings are really important. And then in the there are situations when we're putting rails on like something concrete, for instance, mm. um, and it could be a concrete walkway, which is never exactly per the plan. So you have to do a lot of field measuring and. Um, especially on retrofits, if you're putting a, a stair tower in an already existing space, mm. it's really important to know the exact uh, specifications of that space. So that's where the challenges lie with what we do. You you enjoy what you do. You're, you're excited about it. I am. You're not bored when you go to work. Right. But you didn't start this company. You, right. you, and you didn't inherit it. You purchased it from your dad. That's right. Did you always, did you grow up that this, you know, hey, wow, this is what dad, this is what our family company does. I love it. Or were you initially like, ah, that's boring. How'd you, how'd this passion develop in you? Yeah. So very good question. And it's kind of an interesting story. My, my passion's always been uh, leading people and trying to get the best out of people um, and leading them to things that they didn't think that they could achieve. And so uh, from a very young age, I've just loved the thought that someone can call out things and other people that they would not realize and oh. be able to to achieve bigger things and for myself too like for other people to do that to me um just all people i think need that um we can only push ourselves so far ourselves i think and so um steel itself um while it is um, very important to our economy and to the construction industry it's not like i i'm obsessed uh, over metallurgy or like <laughs> trying to understand all the components of steel and that I love this thing called steel. It's, it's more the fact that there was an opportunity to take something that was really good and, and great that my dad started and to make it reach its potential mm -hmm. and, and kind of putting new life into it and the people and the families that make up Porter Steel being able to lead them and, and kind of cast vision for them. I love this. A lot of times when someone starts a business, they are, well, I would think pretty much all the time, they are passionate or they're excited about that thing. Your dad started a steel company because he must have had some experience working with steel, had an entrepreneurial spirit, so that's what he did. But you came into it, you know, it sounds like, although steel's great, it could have been a chain of pizza restaurants. <laughs> it could have been something else. Uh you love to grow and develop and build systems and how wonderful to have that in the second generation, right? Because for something to start, ideally it would start with the right systems and processes and leadership, but there has to be that, that technical, it has to be about the thing. Um, so how much of this process, how much do you get into the steel part versus spending your day really doing the leading of maybe the people who are doing the steel? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, so I've worked in the business many different times throughout my job. I mean, it's always been, it's, I call it my older brother cause it's <laughs> older than I am. Um, but you know, in high school I'd work in the rail shop and, and grind rails and, um, you know, in college I would come and help with some admin stuff after college. Uh, one of, you know, I'd work professionally as a project manager for the company for two years and my dad was still in the business. Um, and then we don't, necessarily work great together every day. <laughs> so uh, it was a good decision for both of us for me to leave and um, and pursue other things. And then when he retired, that's when I came back to the business and started as a PM, the general manager, vice president, president. And that's when I uh, wanted to buy the company from my dad. And um, I think that, you know, I don't get involved with the actual steel on a day-to-day -day basis uh, because of the nature of what I do. But I certainly, you know, I'm always concerned about 
those things and, for sure. and the people that are involved in them. So my, my main job is casting vision for the company, uh, the key relationships, making sure that the community and the people within the company and outside the company know what we're about, what our mission is, what our values are, um, and trying to develop those long-term partnerships. What is the mission? Yeah, so our mission is to change lives and to lead by example. And so nothing, nothing to do with steel, um, but simply change lives and lead by example. And we believe that we can do that uh, with our production of steel. What are some of the ways, when you think about that, how do you change lives? Wait, I'm going to write it down. Change lives. And what was the other one with people? Lead by example. And lead by example. Okay. Earlier, you mentioned that your dad had, you mentioned a good company, a great company, and you want to make it more great. Right. Yeah. And so... Jim Collins. Yeah, Jim Collins. Yeah. Good to great. So... The, the idea that you can take something that's good and change it into something that is great and be the best at what you can be. And so, um, you know, talking about changing lives and leading by example, how can we be that great company that mm. others want to follow and, mm. and kind of lead in that way? And we think we change lives by just doing what we do in a really um, good way for our employees and our partners. I love that. The way that you change lives is by doing the best, taking something that is normal other people do steal and making it the most amazing thing that it could be and so changing lives by building up something that other people can build upon and be inspired by we're going to dive back into that after this break on north georgia business radio x For another great segment on North Georgia Business Radio X Call. I'm sorry, I had to bring the dad jokes out again. Yeah, we're both dads. So we're we are and love it. We love it. Yeah. It's fun. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your host, Phil Benelli, here with Cole Porter, my good pal of Porter Steel Inc. Cole, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Phil. One thing that I loved earlier, you know, I, I, I'm just so intrigued. I work with a lot of businesses and I love getting to work with people who have started businesses and founded businesses, and that has a unique challenge. But I also love seeing when there's a second or third generation run running it that has its own challenges. You know, a lot of people would look and think, oh, well, this person's dad started the company. Boy, just so easy for them. Mm, no, that has its own equally difficult challenges, mm -hmm. equally difficult to come in and particularly if you're going to take something which was good and seek to make it great. And you mentioned that book, Good to Great by Jim Collins uh, earlier. I mean, that's that's tough. And there's so much to learn from that. And one thing that really stood out to me is that your passion is building people, leading people, helping draw the best out of people. And that you are thankful and blessed that there's Porter Steel Inc., your family company, that you basically have this palette of a steel company to work with to do that. And I just right. thought that was great. But before the break, you were uh, sharing the vision and values, the vision 
of the company is to change life or the mission, mm-hmm. change lives and lead by example. Let's right. keep going in that vein. Yeah, well, I think that the core of what we do, you know, we want to have a foundation that, that does those things, right? But but then being able to, you know, use our, our blessings and use the use the benefits that we receive from doing a good job to, to further that even more. Mm. So we're very involved in, you know, external affairs. I'm, I'm involved in a lot of legislative committees for different organizations that I'm a part of. And we, you know, we want to make sure that we're representing the whole community and the whole business community and the construction industry when we are leading. And likewise, we want to reach out and make sure that our employees are taken care of. And so we want to make sure that while we want to provide a great place for them to work, we also want to have the resources to be able to meet a need when when we see it. And we want not just the employee to feel fortunate to work for us, but we want their families and their spouses to, to be appreciative that, man, I'm glad that they have a company like that to work for. So if we're not doing that job, then uh, we feel like it's kind of a failure. I love this. When men and women of character are running businesses, there is just not a better system that has been seen by mankind for doing good than capitalism. Mm. Uh, I agree. You are out there and you're, first of all, if you are focused on running a profitable company, you're going to be helping people because it's a competitive marketplace. You've got to pay good wages and take good care of employees or they wouldn't work for you. Right. So the more you grow the company, the more you're profitable, the more you can invest in people, whether you like people or not. You might hate people, but you're still feeding all these families because you have to to run a profitable company. That's right. Then, if you actually want to make a positive difference, it's endless. There there are uh, resources of capital that you can invest. Also, I've been to the annual dinner. You get these people who are working a job, and you bring their families and make them feel so proud of what they're doing. That just adds tremendously to someone's self-worth. Right. And I think if you... When when one of these folks that are working in, in our shop, when you think about grinding a rail or you think about just laying a well down on a beam, you might not be able to see the sight of of how that is changing lives and leading by example. But when you can tell that story and draw that picture and, and show them that, hey, that rail that you just fabricated is going to be on this balcony mm. with in this building that's going to be there for 50 or more years, and people are going to be able to use that in this way. Like It might not be something super significant, but you're contributing to the livelihood of that person and, and that business or that place uh, for years to come. And so I think that we have to be big picture oriented and that's harder Amen. for some people. But I, I do think that that's one of my big gifts and my big job in the company is painting that big picture and looking far ahead and kind of casting that vision uh, that I can clearly see. I love it. Yeah. Show them the why. Your work is important. What you are making right now is going to influence a lot of things in a positive way. And it's that's possible because you are going to do your best and you're going to do well. Um, another thing that I love about what you all are doing, you mentioned the different uh, you know committees or advisory councils and how you're engaged in the overall industry. That is something you're giving of your time to do that because you feel it is important. It helps the overall industry. It helps everyone because you want there to be the right sort of standards and laws in place. And you're the expert on that. And then Lord will, it'll help Porter Steele too. Right. 
Well, hopefully we have legislators and even just business leaders in the greater community that when they are making these decisions that they're making for all of us, that they're looking to others for advice. Because, you know, a lawyer in at, at the legislature isn't going to necessarily know all the building issues that we run into. Um, the same thing is if a, a builder doesn't know what lawyers deal with, right? So a lot of times legislators will reach out to their constituents and try to find out, like, how, tell me about this issue. And so if they are doing that, well, I want to be at the table to tell them what I think about it and not leave that and delegate that responsibility to someone else. And I think we represent Porter Steel and the families of Porter Steel and, and saying, like, hey, this isn't about business, but this is about families and like anything else that, that a Georgia family is dealing with. So. It's good to be there. I just read a quote this morning, which stood out, and it's, if you're not at the table, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. <laughs> and if you're not there advocating for your industry and your business, decisions will be made potentially by people who don't know what they're talking about. Right. And that's going to, and it's a lot harder to change legislation that's already been passed. That's right. And get it done the right way. Good for you. What are some of the things you're involved in? Well, I'm on the... Um, I'm on the board of Associated Builders and Contractors of Georgia, and that's really focused on the building industry, the construction industry, uh, from a uh, more focus on the subcontractor and, and the merit shop. And then I'm also on the board and the executive board of the Gwinnett Chamber, and we do a lot of work for just the greater business community as a whole, championing business in Gwinnett and, and the surrounding communities. And then I'm on several nonprofit boards that, um, that we love to support, and uh, we also have a family foundation. That, Do you? that gives to different nonprofits. I love that. Who all's on the Family Foundation? So we have the Family Foundation through the Community Foundation for Northeast Georgia. And one really cool thing that we started last year was we wanted to uh, leave job sites or communities where we work a little bit better than we found them. I remember this. Yeah, and so we we make a small donation to a nonprofit in the communities where we actually do our projects because we work all over the place. So oh. we're very involved in our community here, but... We also wanted to make sure that people knew that um, that mattered to us, that, that when we go into your community to make money, we want to you know, leave it a little bit better. That is awesome. Um, how much do you think that that, how much does that help your employees to feel like they're doing something meaningful? Well, I think it does. It, it definitely ties and kind of shows proof that we, that we do what we say we're going to do as far as the mission goes. And I think you know, at the, uh, when we have quarterly lunches and we have an, our annual Christmas dinner and at those times we share the nonprofits that we were able to give to during that time. And so I think that that, you know, no matter who you are, I think you're going to have something that you can relate to some, some issue or nonprofit that's impacted you. And we also give our employees the opportunity to say, Hey, if there is a nonprofit that's mm. close to you, mm -hmm. that we want to have that on our list so that, you know, when we go into a community, that's an option for us to give to. I love that. I used to, I was, I don't know how many years ago, but the development chair for the United Way of Hall County. So I would go to these large workplaces and um, just share, you know, at their morning meeting, hey, here's what the United Way does. And if you'd like, your employer has given you the opportunity to give a dollar or two, five, ten, whatever you want out of each paycheck. Right. And here are the organizations it goes to. And it was so funny. At some of the um, companies that had the kind of, we were speaking to the lower wage employees, right. they actually gave more as a percentage because so many of them had used the services the United Way provides. Yeah. And it was so awesome to see. And we also wanted to go there to advocate for, like, hey, here are these services. Forget about giving money if you can't, but 
you know, go and use these resources. Anyway, we'll be right back after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. Here at North Georgia Business Radio X, we're on a mission, a mission to empower business leaders across North Georgia to grow their businesses, make their communities a better place, and we love doing that. Uh, But I want to share an event with you real quick, specifically about missions, as you might uh, traditionally think about them. Coming up in a few weeks in Gainesville on January 27th and 28th will be the World Mission Conference, a really cool event with all these missions leaders from all across the globe. They will be here in Gainesville at the 2024 World Mission Conference at First Presbyterian Church in Gainesville. I would really encourage you to go to fpcga.org slash missions. That's fcpga dot org slash missions to learn more. It's going to be a really cool event, very inspiring, even if you don't have any desire to do anything with missions, to go and be able to hear from folks who are out there all around the world, changing lives, a lot of times in uh, putting their own lives in danger. Very inspiring. So make sure you check it out and mark your calendars, January 27th and 28th, World Mission Conference at First Presbyterian Church. Now back to our regular programming with a man who is most certainly on a mission, Mr. (laughs) Cole Porter. Thanks for being here, Cole. Uh, One thing we chatted about just a little bit is um, how you are second generation in this company. Uh, you took over for your dad. What's your dad's name again? Low. Low. Low Porter. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's a manly name. That's right. So tell us the story. I, I love, again, getting to hear these stories and learn from things that went th- the best, how you would look at doing it, any lessons you have for our audience. You know, there's folks out here who founded companies, and maybe they have some children who want to take over or they'd like to take over. Um, or maybe we've got some other folks who are in a second or third generation business and they could use some tips. So we'd love to hear your story, Cole. Yeah. Well, I think that one thing that I realize is that we all are, we all have our own gifts, right? We all have our own talents. Our brain is wired in a certain way for a good reason. And one of my dad's, you know, really great strengths was his ability to take something from zero to, to where we were. Mm. Right. And to create something with all the risk and all of the heartache and all of the battles that he had to do to start a business from zero. And I've done that a couple of times and that's very challenging for me. I'm not a process driven person. And Mm -hmm. so to create those processes and that streamline, I'm, I'm very big picture, very visionary. And, and that becomes a challenge when you're trying to be in the weeds all the time. And so that's something that he could really do well. One of my strengths is really being able to see the potential in things and to mm. grow things and to to have that vision for this foundation and what it can become. And so I think that anytime you have the the transfer between generations, it's really important to understand that y- you have different people involved, regardless of if they have the same last name or not, or if they went to the same school or, or they have a similar upbringing as you, they're going to be different people. God wired them differently. And so it's important that we understand that what it looks like with the second generation is going to look different than the first for good reason. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I really 
was really attracting to attractive to me about Porter Steel was the fact that I could just see so much potential within what we were doing. And we, and we were doing a lot of things in a way that I was like, we can, we can improve that. That's not the best way to do it. But yet we were still able to make money and able to be a, a good business at that level. And so if we were able to tweak a few things and to make things even better, what could we achieve? And that's really the vision that I cast for, for myself and, and the team. I love that. And boy, there's so much value. And first off, understanding what are my strengths? What am I the best at? What do I love doing? And you love casting vision. You've got a brain that is wired to see opportunities, see pieces of the puzzle that might not be there. And so you need integrators. You need those process people. And those process people need you or else they're just going to be in this one little process. This is what we're doing. And and it's so important to recognize my strengths and to appreciate and look for the strengths in others. Absolutely. Because it can be difficult. I'm sure there's times where you you are tempted to think, why doesn't this person have any vision? Why can't they see this? Well, because they're busy building a great process. That's right. Thank God, because we need that. And oftentimes when people aren't, aren't bought into the vision that I have, you know, the reaction could be, well, gosh, I just wish they would get on board. I wish they would just get their attitude right or, or whatever that might be. But really, it comes back to me mm. and, and really making sure that I've done my job to cast that vision and provide security and, and understanding mm. and belief in the vision. Because anybody can write a book about a fantasy land. But if you don't actually believe in it yourself, if you don't actually put in put into process the things it will take to get the team there, then why would they believe in, believe in that? So I think that it's really important that leaders understand that when there's not buy-in, then it's probably something with the vision casting or the culture that prevents people from, from actually getting there with you. And sometimes they're bad apples, and sometimes there are folks that are never going to get on board. But a lot of them really just need you to do a better job of leading. I love that. One thing that you said that is just pure gold, of the many things gold, was... That when you're casting the vision, you know, you have this, you've seen the end, uh, at least where you want it to go. That's right. And it's exciting. But uh, it requires change. And change is scary. It's like the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yes. You know? And um, so people need to, they need security. When you cast that vision, you can't just go and say, hey, we're going to go do this and this and this. And it's going to be awesome. You've got to cast the vision of the, of the hey, I care for you. This is well thought out. Your job's going to be okay. I'm not doing this to make your life suck. Because, yeah, there's, we're going to change processes. Things are going to be different. I need your help with that. So you have to have their buy-in. But security is so important in getting their buy-in. Absolutely. And I think that change is really hard for a lot of people. And people that struggle with change oftentimes make decisions out of fear. Because they, they it's okay how, they're, how they are right now. And this feels nice. And this is, feels comfortable. And, and that is a challenge with growing a business because you're doing things every day that you weren't doing the previous day. Mm. And the, one of our values is fail forward. And so every time we have a, a quarterly lunch or a meeting with the team, I'm always rehashing our values. And um, you know, the fourth one of, of our core values is fail forward. And we want them to know that, hey, guys, I'm failing just want mm. you to know, mm. I'm not doing everything perfectly. I'm failing. There are things that we're doing this month that we did not do the last month, and I will fail. But I promise that when I fail, I'm going to learn from that, and I'm going to fail forward, and I'm not going to settle for mediocrity or just a standard of less than great. 
and encouraging them to do the same. Hey, if you, if you, if you failed QC on your, on your weld, that's okay, but figure out why you didn't and, and improve on it. We're not going to, we're not going to be mad at you for doing something new and for messing up on it, but you need to learn. Mm. Come learn with us. Come, come pursue greatness with us. I love that people can miss out on how humility is so key for leadership. You, you know, they want a certain amount of strength and they're following you. You know, they have to have a, a certain amount of respect for you, hopefully a tremendous amount of respect. And so sometimes people in leadership don't want to show weakness. They don't want to show they've made a mistake. And it's so freeing to do that and say, guys, I mess up all the time. I'm a human being like you. Let's fail forward. Hmm. Cole, tell me this. Uh, you've got these core values. Mm. What is the one that means the most to you? Yeah, so I think integrity mm. is a really good one. Um, I think that we overlook it a lot, and we really try to make sure that we do everything internally and externally, uh, focusing on our reputation, focusing on making sure that if you know someone wouldn't look at it and say, oh, that was really not the best thing to do. Uh, we have partnership, which mm. is a really huge one for us. We want to be relational and not transactional. And I think that oftentimes we, in our in, in the business world, you're kind of like, well, what can you do for me? You know? mm-hmm. And of course, I mentioned fail forward. Uh, and then we also have... You know, let, let me pause because I want to dive more into partnership right after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. It's been said that without vision, the people will die. We've got to have vision. We've got to have mission. And that's what we're talking about right now on North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Cole Porter of Porter Steel, Inc. Cole, uh, I'm I'm sad. It's bittersweet (laughs) that this is our last segment, but it is. And there's so much more to talk about. If you're just joining us, I'm glad that you are. You're going to be glad that you are. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the first three segments because there's some really good information in there. Uh, One thing I want to follow up on of several, the core values, integrity, partnership, fail forward, and own it. And own it. Mm, So good. One thing that really struck a, struck a chord with me is before the break, you had mentioned how you were very uh, open and 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 look to share with the employees how you fail, right? And and they need to know that they need to be comfortable failing forward. We all fail; it's going to happen. There's no the the only bad thing that can happen is if you hide it and you don't learn from it. That's right. Fail forward. I want to hear a little bit more about partnerships and how how do you actually make it how do you, how do you actually put into play making sure that things are relational not just transactional well that's really easier said than done probably but we do focus on letting both our employees and our vendors and our customers and f- people in the community know that we're focused on a relationship and uh, you know making sure that we work as a team internally uh, that you have internal partners mm. and that it's not a you know tit for tat. You, you do this for me. I do this for you. 
but we're all working on the same team. We're working for the same goals together. We're in the same boat. And then in the community, and especially when we're looking for partners, um, for the customer partners, mm. you know, in the contracting world and in, in, in construction, it can be difficult, especially when, when a problem arises, and it often does on construction sites, not to be this you versus me mentality because everybody's money's up in the air, right? And so w- we really focus on trying to find people that we want to succeed mm. that also want us to succeed mm. because we know that a profitable job is good for the business and it's good for our longevity. And we want to be around for your next project and we want you to be around for the next project and never taking the approach of, I'm going to get whatever I can out of this. And, and we look for partners that, that, you know, have that same philosophy. That's fantastic. And when you're growing a business, you got to get dollars in the door and it's hard not to, just kind of take whatever the heck you can get but it pays such dividends to really be very focused very intentional here are the partnerships we want to create this is the kind of business we want three five ten years from now yeah we we want to be working with these partners but we're all vested in each other right and it goes hand in hand with our other core value of own it Mm. because we really want people to know that we have to take accountability for everything that we do and so in those situations, a relationship's not worth anything if you can't be accountable for your actions. And so if we've made a mistake, we are going to say, hey, we made a mistake and we want to make it right. Yeah. And we expect the same of others. And that's, you know, in the business, we want people to know that, hey, you are accountable for your little kingdom in the business. And we're trusting you to do this well, but you have to take ownership of that. And we think that when people have that mentality, that it produces just much greater results for the business. How many employees are there now at Porter Stealing? We have around 90. Wow. We we talked a little bit before about secession coming in. What are some unique challenges that present themselves in that way when you're coming in, uh, you're in your mid-30s, and you're the leader now. This company has 90-something employees, many of whom are older than you. Some of them might just see you as low son, I just low son. You know, how do you manage that best? Well, I think that it really has helped me that I've worked in the business in, in different phases of my life. So I do have some kind of understanding of different areas of the business. Additionally, I've been here seven years this this time around. And so I've been able to you know, go through different roles as I've mm. kind of grown. And I think that's helped me to build respect among others. But I also think that it's important that people realize that, you know, a father-son relationship can be very challenging. I can be held to a higher standard in some ways than others. Right. And the goals that I have and the vision that I have, I'm not claiming to do it perfectly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be perfect. So if you're just looking for, for, a mistake to call out, you will find one, right? <laughs> and so I think the humility is important, but also staying focused on the vision and focused on what the strengths you have that God gave you and why that might be different than the previous generation. And that's okay. I think us acknowledging our differences and our, our different abilities and our different streaks, our different weaknesses, our different caution points is critical to running any kind of business of any mm. size. And then one of my keys is to surround myself with great people. I have to make sure that my team, that there are no yes men allowed, that they are focused on the best thing for the business. And if that's calling me out on something I need to be better at, then they have to be able to do that and have a a safety and free space to be able to do that. Mm. Easier said than done. Mm. If you're looking at and saying, hey, I would love for 
any one or all of my three kiddos to take over the business. What are some things? How? What do you want to put in place? How would you facilitate that for them? And I, I imagine there's this balance of, hey, you want to appreciate their unique contributions, but also you don't want to just hand something to them. Right. What What are some best practices you you might want to put in place? Well, I think the idea of you know, living vicariously through your kids or, or forcing them through some kind of emotional, you know, manipulation of somehow to, to take on this role of yours is not the way to go. I think that we have to look for what drives our kids and what purpose they have in their life. Uh, if they don't know it yet, can we see some of it mm. and seeing if that ties to the business? Mm. Because if you have a really artistic daughter who is creative and, and dances and, and, and loves everything fluid, well, probably not going to hand over your CPA business to her, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I think that it's really important that we just acknowledge that we're different and, yep. and see where we can make those connections and then allow it to be a choice mm. from their end and work with them in their decision making but don't ever imply that it's something that they must do. Mm, I love it. And just celebrate those things you know i have of my kiddos i mean i would love it if there was a wonderful uh income to support a family for each one of them at the farm maybe they'll all be interested maybe none of them will be interested but they will definitely not all be doing things that i do right my daughter very creative loves crafts i could see her making creams out of tallow and just things like that my son he's got some strengths I don't have, I could see him actually fixing a tractor, which you will never see this guy doing. Mm. Breaking a tractor, maybe. But anyway, just looking for them and celebrating those differences. Absolutely. And I think you can find roles for them in your business based Mm -hmm. on their different talents and desires also. But it's a whole different story when you start thinking about passing on that responsibility and that weight of ownership and and the responsibility of those 90 families that that you're paying every week. And so I think that, you know, love your kids and look for the things that they love. Mm, I love it. Love your kids. Look for the things that they love. And even if they do something completely different, if none of them have anything to do with Porter Steel, that's great. It's wonderful, though, they get to hear from you and have the older they get more frank conversations with you about that weight, about the responsibility of running a business. Um because they might run a business, uh, you know, your daughter might run a dance company. Who knows? Whatever she wants. But there's such great lessons that you can pass on to your children with entrepreneurship and a family business as a tool. Absolutely. The opportunity is certainly there. Mm, It's there. Mm. It is there. What are you most excited about with Porter Steel this upcoming year? I think I'm most excited about our growth. We've really been strategically trying to grow over the past couple of years, but we've been really limited by capacity. And we were able to expand our shop space this this year. Uh, so we'll have a, an additional location uh, for, for shop space and production where we'll be able to have better equipment, uh, you know, more efficient material handling, all those things. So looking forward to what's ahead for the Porter Steel team. I love it. Beautiful things ahead. All right. Now I need your help, okay. Cole. I need you, uh, Bill. North Georgia's premier audio engineer reminded me we have not done a freestyle wrap-up in a while. We need to do that. What are three things we should freestyle about? Oh, Lord. How about turkeys? Turkeys. Handrail. Handrail. And beautiful daughters. Beautiful daughters. Okay. 
Wobble with the wobble with the wobble with the wobble. I like to race the turkeys and I like to hear them gobble. Handrail like it made of steel. That's the way I like it structurally sound in the feel plus the look. Architectural is the best. If I want to get a steel S on my chest, Porter Steel Cold Porter, a beautiful daughter. And I got one too, and they're smooth like water. They flow. Maybe they like to dance. I don't know. Maybe they work for the company. That's okay. So appreciate the gifts. Make sure that you love them. Even the company could never be a above them cole porter thank you so much for joining me on the show porter Steele, check him out you've been listening to north georgia business radio x with phil vanelli what local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program let us know just search north georgia business radio x on facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com see you next time and remember to support our local businesses